Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Bite Size Podcast. He is back. FPLD is back in the house, but we're playing the Uno reverse card. He's not hosting. I'm your host, Clayton at Clayton But yeah, welcome back. How are you doing? Yeah. yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Nice to finally be back talking about Arsenal. Um, long international break. Uh, yeah, Beating Man City is the first time we've spoken since then properly. And obviously, yeah. I know today's a preview of the Chelsea match, but I just can't explain how these two weeks have felt like after getting that kind of hurdle, getting over that hurdle and, you know, finally feeling like that's one more thing that we've always been carrying, like this kind of baggage we've carried that we can't yeah. beat them. And finally 100%. to do it, it feels so good, man. It feels so yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, the reason we're playing the Uno reverse card on host is uh, Nima's rusty. He's had a few episodes out, so... <laughs> We'll uh, we'll be going back to normal, I'm sure, in the next few episodes. But uh, yeah, obviously, we had a, a few great guests uh, while you were away. Uh, I had I did a couple of solo ones because couldn't get guests to align with kind of diaries and stuff like that. But we're back. We've got Chelsea away tomorrow. I've bagged myself a ticket for it. I'll be there in the away end, so can't wait for that. Nice. I've, uh, I've never done Chelsea away. Uh, I've only been as like a neutral uh, to watch. I think it was a women's game I went for. So I have been to Stamford Bridge, but never for Arsenal. So uh, that'll be that'll be great. So yeah, like you said, obviously we were riding on a high. Uh, was slightly disrupted by the uh, international break, but I'm hoping that doesn't fuck with our rhythm at all. Uh, Arteta's done his presser. Have you seen what he said? I've seen a couple of things. I've seen they said Saka is been training super hard to be back, but we'll have to see later. He's like, yeah, yeah, like, maybe and everyone's not, fuming. Right? <laughs> it's like because like, we like he said this similar thing two weeks ago, and obviously he then didn't make the squad, and he travelled, and there was all the smoke and mirrors, and I, I don't know if they were trying to catch leakers out or something, but yeah. Yeah, so that, and then obviously the Saliba thing, that is a bit concerning that he's kind of carrying this ongoing problem and he's just kind of yeah. been managing to play through it. So hopefully that's nothing serious. But yeah, yeah those are the injury, two main right? things I saw. Yeah, it's a toe injury. Have you um, seen anything? Like, was there anything else he said? Because those are the only two main Saliba they're and Saka is all I really heard about. Yeah, yeah, they're the only two I've seen as well. But to be honest, it's been a mad day at work. So um, if anyone's in the chat, um, let us know. And on that note, who is in the chat? We've got Bungle uh, all the way from Tokyo. Evening all. The Arsenal are back. We are indeed. Uh, Pontus, how you doing, mate? Afternoon. Um, I feel like I've really minimised my Twitter usage recently. So I used to chat to Pontus quite a lot. So I miss you, mate. Hope you're good. Uh, we've got Delia in the chat. Good good morning, guys. Sorry. Um, hope you're good, Delia. Uh, sorry, is it? It's Delia, isn't it? I've done it. Again. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. You're, well, you're the one. Good morning, who Delia. Me. You're the one who corrected uh, me last time. <laughs> and uh, Delia said, "Yeah, Saka and Saliba definitely starts." It was interesting what Arteta said about Saka. It was like a he'll play if he wants to sort of vibes, wasn't it? I, I, I saw the a different quote, but I can't remember specifically what it was, but. Uh, obviously, I think one of the things that is going to dictate lineups, which we'll go into, is Thomas Party came back, right? And mm. he um, he's now a selection choice. Jesus was back. Saka potentially there. Uh, Raya and Ramsdale as ever. Well, I don't know if it is a debate or not, but... Yeah, so the the graphic we've got on the screen was obviously the lineup that beat Man City 1-0. A uh, big change was obviously Trossard went off and Martinelli came on and that really changed the game. But that lineup for that game was David Raya in goal, was the standard back four of White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko. The midfield three was Jorginho, Rice and Odegaard. And the front three was Jesus, Nketiah, Trossard. Uh, where, you, where, you are, where is your head at with the lineup for tomorrow? 
Yeah, that's a good question. So I think after being able to see Jesus play out there on the right wing, I do wonder if Saka isn't quite ready, like whether now we feel that we've got a viable option in that. I really liked what I saw from him out there, actually. And I, I do think in January, for example, is there a world in which we actually target like a striker over like a Saka backup? Because now Jesus can fit there as that backup, maybe. So then maybe that's just a bit of thinking I've been having over the last few weeks where I'm like, wow, I really like what I saw from him on the wing. Um, I just love Jesus. I think I just missed him being a star. Like, we've not seen our yeah. first choice front three play together, right? For more than like 20 minutes this season, 27 right? 27 minutes. Like, and don't get me wrong, I've been, I've been one of these guys that has said, like, I'm a little bit concerned about offensive fluidity and chance creation and stuff. But when you just hear that in itself and you look at the kind of block of eight coming up, it's we'll be up there offensive statistics-wise, so not concerned anymore. So I think just in terms of the lineup, as you asked, um, I'm pretty sure Saliba will play. So I, I think the back line kind of will be what we expect. So it'll be the same as this game here against Man City. I think it will be White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko. I do think Raya will get the nod. Um, I did see Ramsdale gave an interview saying, obviously, like, he's hurting a lot and he's really suffering. But the most important thing is to do absolutely everything to push Raya in training before Chelsea. So if Raya selected, Arsenal get the result. And that mentality, I just want to commend because when you got two goalkeepers literally fighting each other to the death to get the start, they're keeping each other on their toes and they know that, you know, you, you don't do what the manager wants. Like someone yeah. is waiting. I do think Raya is the number one now, but it's nice to hear Ramsdale's taken that pain and he's kind of harnessing it towards not being toxic in the dressing room, but yeah. pushing Raya to be even better should Raya be the one to continue to get that first choice shirt. So 100%. really just wanted to shout out Ramsdale for that because it's lovely to see that everyone who shot on us and said, you can't have two number one goalkeepers. You're going to cause disharmony in the squad. Fuck off. Arsenal are amazing. We have the most family orientated squad in the league. Everyone who joins gets married within a few weeks. We know this. They're all good men. They don't go clubbing. They just focus on football. <laughs> good family men. Good family men. They're just good in this. The Nick is back. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the midfield, um, I would love to see um, in this kind of match. I would love to see the party rice Odegaard midfield. Same. Um, I would love to see. It. I think Chelsea won't be a walk in the park. I think it will be a tight game. I know we've done well there at Stamford Bridge over the last three years. I think we've won one nil twice and something like four two or three two in the other game. So it's been a while since we lost there. But I wouldn't take them lightly. I think their position in the table is a bit of a mirage. Arteta himself said that they're doing far better than the table would seem to show. I do think they're going to keep improving. So I would go with that midfield free over like yep. a Havertz, for example. And then I guess Martinelli. I would love to see like a Martinelli, Jesus, Saka front free. But if, you know, Saka's injury is potentially serious then I do wonder if we see Havertz up top against his old club, Chelsea, with Jesus on the right wing. Yeah, I'd be, obviously, want Saka to be starting. But if he isn't available, I would want that. I would want Jesus on the right, Havertz up top, personally. Um, I think I'd rather I've... that. Yeah, I'd rather that than Eddie up top and Jesus on the right, personally. But equally, so... Eddie's worked very hard. He's played a lot of minutes this season. Um, yeah. Yes. We've actually needed to call on him quite a lot. Yeah, my... um. My team is very similar to you. And for what's what, I'm confident that Saka will play. I think he's been training for the two weeks, right? It's not like he's not been training at all. He's lit. Yeah, it's like not like he... we're waiting for him to train. Like the guy's been 
pushing he's, himself and exactly training. and like you, he wouldn't be training if he wasn't kind of match fit well yeah close to match fitness anyway so I, i'm pretty confident he starts and I, I think the team picks itself uh tomorrow i really do um i think it's going to be same back five as you raya white saliba gabriel zinchenko i think he will go with the midfield of party rice odegaard and i think the front three will be saka jesus martinelli and i think i also agree with you on chelsea i think uh, don't get me wrong, I love any chance to shit on them that I can, but I think they've been fine. I think it's like underlying metrics wise, uh, all of the data, they've been creating chances and stuff. But um, yeah, it's one of those where in the table, it's not quite shown up. And it's one of those like any one of those clear chances that is like cashed in in terms of XG, it it really propels them up the table. right? So I think this is the classic case of where people are quite outcome driven in their analysis they are, because, they, than, because like, they weren't getting the results right but they were like leading the league for like xg like they want as in they were like one of the only teams in the league that won every game on xg this season so far yeah like, so, literally. Um, so it's, it's like that, that, that that's not bad underlying numbers that at no. some point you would expect the finishing to come um yeah but with that in mind i do i do still think i agree with you i think it'll be really close and stuff but i just think if he goes with that midfielder party rice odegaard i think we should control the game. Like, well, what would mid- their midfield be? I guess. I guess what we'll, we'll, we'll get to that after. Segue but maybe it's a good well, time, right? Yeah. Well, and that's the, compare then, that midfield free you just said. So Rice Party Odegaard versus their free, I guess, which here is yeah. against Burnley, right? It's Enzo so, Fernandez, Caicedo, and Gallagher. Yeah. So the team that thumped Burnley four-one was obviously Sanchez in goal, back four of Colwell, Silva, Desarsi, Kukurea. Uh, Reese James supposedly might be back, but then I've also seen conflicting rumours that he might be injured. So who knows? Uh, their midfield three was Caicedo, Gallagher and Enzo Fernandez, And Caicedo is slowly looking like he's kind of coming into his own in that team as well. Uh, and then obviously the front three was Sterling, Bro- Broher and uh, Palmer. So whether it's Jackson or Broher, I'm not sure. I think it'll be uh, Sterling and Palmer again, personally. Uh, midfield three, I think, picks itself for them. Uh, and yeah, that, that's a tough midfield battle. And that, the reason I think you'll go with Party Rice Odegaard instead of uh, one of, well, it will be Rice Odegaard Havertz, I think, if he does do something else, is just, I think, that level of precision passing and the ability to break up play and dominate a midfield with Party and Rice, I think, gives you everything you need to combat this. Because even Conor Gallagher, he's a fagni- uh, fantastic presser, right? Um, and I think I'm still I still think Havertz hasn't quite shown the kind of offensive urgency in his movement to kind of mm. justify picking him against a midfield like that person. In I think part, yeah. Party Rice Odegaard has everything you need in terms of offensive and defensive capability to control a football game against a midfield of that level, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. I guess the only kind of difference you might expect in the Chelsea lineup is um, obviously Malo Gusto's served his suspension now. So True. I expect he might come back into this team. Um, there was also talks of Reese James being in training this week. Um, I think on Monday they were saying he got injured in training. But then I was seeing photos on Wednesday, Thursday saying that he's fine and he's fully in training. So I don't know if it's just like, how he got injured on the Monday and fit again on the Wednesday, I guess that is the conundrum that is Reese James. But I, I hope he's not ready because I genuinely believe he's the best player at that club. And I've thought yeah. that for many years. So whatever state he's in, even semi-fit, I do not want him to be facing up against us because I genuinely think he's 
he, I just think he's incredibly talented. Um, he just never manages to get enough just I guess, stay fit, minutes yeah. in a season, yeah, which is unfortunate for him. Obviously, now that he's become the club captain as well. But yeah, so I really hope he's not going to be back because that will be a big boost for them, I believe. And yeah, I think the Jackson Broma thing's a bit up in the air. Um, and then also, obviously, here Delia saying, like Delia saying, wasn't Palmer injured? So I'm not oh, sure okay. about I Palmer, but yeah, I've missed that. I guess we'll see what um, they say in the interview, what Poch says. But yeah, I think Chelsea go on a really difficult run from this week onwards anyway. So when you kind of look at the next, I guess, six, seven, eight games for them is pretty intense. Um, like, I, I remember looking at it at the start of the season saying like, oh, yeah, like if Poch doesn't start to get the results, like those are the, that's the run he gets sacked in. Like that, that's the way I looked at it. Like if he just does not get out of the bottom half of the table with these games, these are killer games. It's like yeah. Newcastle, City, Arsenal, Liverpool. It's like, it's like every team you don't want to face. But maybe they'll do better in those kind of games. Yeah, maybe. You never know. Right. And I guess that leans nicely into score predictions, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah bit, bit of a rapid episode, this one. But I feel like we've kind of set the scene with predicted lineups and all of that. So, where are you going for the game? So, you've predicted eight wins out of eight so far. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I never predict a loss. There's something wrong with me. Um, even yeah, the Man City un- one, un- that's true. We both predicted the win against Man City, which is nice. Yeah. Um, it was nice for it to actually come to fruition this year. Last year, that didn't work so well. Um, yeah, so I think I would go for like a 1-0 Arsenal here. But that's the way I'm going. I think, like, I think it will be very tight. Yeah. I... Uh... I'm going for the exact same. To be honest, it's one of those. I actually wouldn't be surprised if it's a one-all draw. Being so I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to manifest that into reality. But my alternative scorelines would be nil-nil and one-one. Do you know what it is? I this I hope does not come back to bite us. But I don't see them winning. I don't see them beating us. I don't think they will create enough high-quality chances to beat us and especially with how good we are defensively and away from home the reason i think it'll be really close is they are good <laughs> like they are actually quite a good well coached team it's just not showing on the table but i still mm. think especially if we if we just play our game and dominate the ball and especially that level of control and how how high up we have been playing this season I think we'll just overwhelm them more than anything and just kind of like a boxing analogy, just keep jabbing away at them. And I don't think it's a game where we will free-flowingly create chances, but I think we'll have the ball a lot in this game and kind of be comfortable on the ball. It's just whether we can create good chances consistently. So I'm going for like a kind of measured, controlled 1-0, but not one where we're ever going to be able to just sit back and relax sort of vibe. Yeah, because at any moment, if you switch <laughs> off, then it's 1-1. <laughs> Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, I don't think either of us think they will push us too hard to win. Famous last words. But <laughs> ultimately, I think the margins will be very fine for us to go down from three points to one point at their stadium. Um, there will be a big, big point for them, I think, at this stage, based on how both seasons have gone for both clubs. And yeah. they would take the, I think they would <laughs> take the draw. I know I know they'd like the win, but surely I if know, I was you know. in their shoes, I'd take a draw, wouldn't you? If I was in their shoes, I would, but I don't think I still don't think they would look at us at home. As I guess like at a, home, yeah, yeah. Um, That's a big but, thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm fucking buzzing. Like I said, unfortunately, we uh, we don't have time for questions today. Yeah, sorry, um, guys. But 
No, yeah, so sorry about that. We did start a bit later, but yeah, we're in the middle of a work day, so got, got other things to crack on with. But yeah, hopefully we're both correct and it will be a nice one nil to the Arsenal. That is our kind of go-to away day win. Uh, like I said at the start, I'm so buzzing that I'm going to be there tomorrow. Literally cannot wait. Like I think that yeah, will be I can't my wait first... to hear about it. Yeah, I think that will be my first ever London away day. Um, as an Arsenal fan, so and month of November is great as well. I've got Newcastle and West Ham away as well, so um, lots of nice. keep, follow us on TikTok because I'll be doing the kind of match day vlog sort of thing. So and we'll have yeah. some exciting news from the two of us at some point, which we can't really allude much more to now. But hopefully, the two of us may have an opportunity to tell you somewhere you might be able to watch us talking about Arsenal for a kind of ad hoc one off appearance hopefully so not to jinx anything but hopefully that happens this side of Christmas or early next year but yeah. keep your eyes peeled because I think you're going to enjoy seeing us where this secret thing might be and a lot of our listeners are the reason this has potentially happened as well so exactly yeah. so it's thanks to you guys so once if, if it happens and we can make it public we'll definitely be there to give you your flowers for helping make it happen yeah but yeah that's everything so have a good weekend, everyone. And uh, yeah, welcome back, mate. And we will Thank obviously you. figure out a time to do the review where we hopefully beat Chelsea. And we will catch you all next week before Sevilla. Up yeah. the fucking Arsenal. Come on. Come on, you gunners. Let's go.